0: welcome back to the hma interview podcast we're excited to have two-time ncaa champion and the face of cornell wrestling yanni diak mahalis for the 54th interview before we roll the episode let me fill you in on the latest at hma wrestling first and foremost we have just published our first ever merchandise order and it is live on our site at hma shop that's hma shop purchasing our compound sportswear gear is the best way to support hma to keep on producing content all right, enough from me. Let's turn it over to Yanni Diakamahalis. All right, welcome back to the Home Mad Advantage interview podcast. We're back for the 54th interview and the third one with Yanni Diakamahalas. Yanni, how's it going today? I'm
1: good. How are you guys doing?
2: I'm doing great. Dude, I'm doing just how's fine, you? man. I'm doing great, man. This is uh, It's funny, this is your third time coming on the show, Yanni, but actually... Your first time on the show with me. So the better co host and the better guest, we're we're gonna hit it off real well.
1: Wow. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. But yeah, <laughs> never had you on here before, so um I'm, I'm ready for anything.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Sam, how are you doing, man?
0: I'm doing really good. That was a that was a dagger to the heart though. i trying to hold up after after that comment, but um <laughs> I'm doing a, as I as know. good as I can be.
2: Sam's having a rough morning because uh man. You know, he looked out the window and he said the sky was falling. This is his first winter in Pennsylvania, and he's got some snow. Look at that, early yeah. Christmas present for Sam. Yeah, we don't
0: know. Like <laughs> it's, uh, it's scary. I'm looking out the window.
1: Yeah, Jeez, man, what's the weather like?
0: Dude, what's the weather no, like I there in know. Ithaca?
1: We got our first snowfall today, too. Well, not our first. It snowed randomly in, like, September, but mm-hmm. that always happens.
0: That happened we had here our first
1: too, real but... snowfall today. Snow on the ground probably the first sign of our eternal winter coming from now until next December. So, yeah, be
2: ready for it. <laughs> Not excited. Not excited about winter. That's probably the worst State part. college, dude? You guys get there any snow today? We got a little bit. My little brother wanted to put on all the snow stuff and, and go outside and play, but then it was done in like 15 minutes. Yeah. So, he's pretty upset. But, enough about this, the weather. Mm-hmm. That's a boring topic. Let's talk about something a little more interesting. How about some wrestling? Sam? Mm-hmm.
0: Let's do it. Is, what about that well transition? That so was, let's, let's, let's I was impressive. It. That was a good transition. I'm <laughs> um, but the the first thing we kind of had on the plane for today was talking about, like, what your training's been like um, with this COVID situation this summer? What's Cornell been like in the Spartan RTC now? Um, I know we talked back in, what was it, March? Um, but what's it been like since then, the, the training? And do you feel like you're in a better place right now than you were, not as good of a place or or still about the same?
1: Yeah, I mean, things have definitely stabilized now. You know, there was a while where I was moving around. We were at different spots, but now we've got a steady training spot. And obviously, it's not as good as being able to get in the Freedman Center, but take what we can get, you know. So it's been good. I mean, things have kind of settled down. I got a steady lifting schedule, steady wrestling schedule. So things are starting to kind of fall into place, which I'm happy about.
2: That's awesome, man. What uh, What about your teammates? Is, that, is everyone training together right
1: now? How's it looking? Um. So there's a handful of guys who aren't in classes right now. You know, it's like me, Vito, Max Dean, guys talking about taking another Olympic red shirt. And we kind of do our own separate RTC workouts just because of rules at Cornell. And then the guys who are still in school this semester, the Cornell guys, they are split into groups of 10 kind of by size and weight. And that's like their training group. So they live together, they wrestle together, they do the runs together. And that's how we've been allowed to have a regular training program through all this COVID stuff. You know, I mean, the school is very careful about everything. So we kind of had to make some changes that allowed everyone to get the training that they need, but still, you know, be able to do it under Cornell's rules.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So what's, what's the plan for um, the new new wrestling center come in? How far out are we from that?
1: It's, pretty much done it's pretty much done i mean maybe now they're just doing some of the more aesthetic stuff you know painting the walls putting up pictures and all that stuff but it's pretty much done so i i mean if anyone asks i haven't stuck in and looked at it but i've seen it <laughs> you know it's <laughs> you it's really it? cool it's really nice i mean it's it's i think what i the, what i appreciate the most is that they didn't really change a lot like, when you're in there watching a dual meet, it's about the same. You know, they added some bleachers. They made the front entrance a lot flashier, a lot nicer. But more than anything, they did a lot for us. You know, I mean, our locker rooms probably doubled the size. We have, like, hot tubs and cold tubs in there. We have, like, a big, like, kind of lounge study room that we can hang out in. You know, a whole weight room in the back, a whole another wrestling room in the back. So, it was it was a big upgrade, and it was honestly 99% stuff for us, which I really appreciate. Yeah.
2: That Mm. is really, really cool. How long has Um, it been in the works?
1: Construction started right, honestly, not that long before COVID hit. Mm. Honestly, it might've been right when our season got canceled last year. And it, it was going to be done in September, but because of the lockdown, it got delayed for like a month ish. So then they, they were going to finish in October and then same thing, a little more delay because of the COVID stuff. And now, now it's done, and uh, we're just waiting for the school to clear us to let guys in there, but it's, uh, we just finished, so it's pretty nice.
0: When do you think they'll clear you?
1: Um, it's going to be a little bit tougher for the guys who aren't in school because part of Cornell's like, safety protocol that they're following is that everyone has to get tested twice a week. So, obviously, the guys in school aren't getting tested twice a week, the guys who are not in school. So, it'll be a little bit tougher for guys like me or Vito to get on campus, but our team should be able to get on there pretty soon. I know they're sending guys home for Thanksgiving, but probably in the next couple of weeks, less than a month, you know, I think our guys should be able to get in there.
2: Mm-hmm. That's good. Dude, how uh, – I mean, I suppose while we're on the topic, we can uh, – we can touch on, you know, your guys' big news, which is that, you know, the your upcoming season has been canceled, um, just not only for Cornell, but for all Ivy Leagues. Uh, where were you when you heard this news, and uh, did you expect it?
1: So they had a big meeting. It was with, you know, the head of lifting coach was having to be our lifting coach, you know, the, the athletic director is Andy Noel, you know, our athletic advisor, and then some other people were on the call and, we kind of saw that coming. We Not like we were – not like obviously we were all hoping to have a season and we weren't hopeless, but if I was a betting man, I would have bet that we weren't having one. You could just kind of tell the way things were going, you know what I mean? And right. So because of that, it wasn't so shocking. It's just the kind of thing that you hate to hear, you know what I mean? Like obviously you don't want to give up on something like that until they tell you, but, you know, I mean – I don't know, in the end guys like me, Max Dean, Vito, Darmstadt, you know, like we'll be fine. We're take take another register year or whatever and obviously like you don't want to be stuck in school for another year if you don't have to, but I feel more for the guys who are seniors, you know, they're graduating and it's like are they really gonna take, you know, three semesters off just to get the next one, just to get that last one, you know. So I think for our guys they're probably just gonna be done with it, you know, kinda lose their last two years honestly their junior and their senior year so you feel for those guys and you hope that you know they're not taking it too hard and I I know they're not and I think on top of that you know they're like they understand that they're going to be fine you know I mean you're graduating from Cornell they're all in these at this year's group of seniors they're all in these real tough science majors so you know they're going to do some great stuff maybe they wrestle at grad school while they're pursuing a master's degree or whatever but you know, I feel for those guys, but I think, you know, big picture, they're going to be fine. You know what I mean? What, so I'm not worried. Uh, what are your coaches t- say about it? I mean, you know, they're frustrated. It's, you know, we had a really good team and they've been training us hard, getting us ready for the season. And I think, you know, it's kind of the same for them where they, if they were going to bet, they would bet that we didn't have one, but you know, they're equally as frustrated as we are. It's like, we're doing everything we can we're following the rules and we're, you know we're being safe and being careful and we're training hard so i think it's just kind of a, a letdown but you know it's the same thing but they had everyone had a meeting afterwards and they're like guys goal hasn't changed just a different year that's gonna happen so our guys are ready to go you know whenever they're called upon
2: do you anticipate any other conferences following
1: suit uh, the way I see it, goes two ways. So I know last year when they cut the season, we were the first ones to do it, not Cornell, but the Ivy Leagues. And then it was just like we were the first dominoes and everyone else dropped. And I'm not saying that that's what will happen again, but history can repeat itself at times. But on the other hand, you know, it's not a guarantee. It's just, there's a lot of unknowns because each school is going to look at this differently and handle it differently. You know, what I mean, and there's different types of pressures like Cornell and the Ivy Leagues I feel like they have more pressure to protect the students or you know they're just subject to more scrutiny than a school like Ohio State you know I mean just because you know I think it's such a high level like academic institution that they're expected to be the most careful you know but at the same time I think you know if the Ivy League drops it's going to be hard for the EIWA to keep their conference going with just, you know, five-ish teams. So maybe that causes a drop, and then suddenly you have a chain reaction of teams. So it's like mm-hmm. you have no idea what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, we're we're hoping that doesn't – it's not a domino effect, but, um, you know, there's not really much we can do about it. Um, so if you compare, like, this cancellation for Ivy League now to when NCAA got canceled in March, for for you, obviously – this year, you were planning on wrestling. Last year, you weren't. Um, but if you can compare it for you, maybe for your coaches, and then also your teammates, what what's the comparison between these two? Which was more devastating? What was it like?
1: I feel like last year's probably, I think, was tougher on our guys. Just because, like, I remember our heavyweight who had qualified for nationals he was like the seventh seed or something like that. And he beat the two, he had a great tournament, right? Took third in the IWA qualifies for national tournament. And I remember coming into the Friedman, he was literally in the middle of his individual workout. So he was halfway through practice. Kyle Day comes out of the office and he's like, hey, they just cut our season. And he was just like, what? You know what I mean? And I think, I just think it was more sudden and it was just guys were so close. You know what I mean? It's, it's tough to have it swept under your feet when you've been wrestling the whole season and now it's like the moment you've been waiting for. You know what I mean? Especially with last year's team, we had a lot of guys who were getting ready for their first NCA tournament or their last NCA tournament. You know what I mean? It was a good mix of like veterans and skilled, you know, maybe young guys or guys who weren't usually in the lineup. And I just think because of that, you know, it, it, it was definitely a more bitter taste than the guy's mouth. And on top of that, you know, we'd, we've been in this quarantine pandemic situation for so long that I think our guys have kind of became prepared for anything. You know I mean? It's just Mm, whatever bad news comes your way, whatever happens, I think our guys are just prepared for it.
2: Yeah. And I mean, like you said, we've been in quarantine, right? There's been COVID talk literally for nine months, (laughs) right? Yeah, It's it's been a very long time. Whereas like, you know, when uh, the initial shutdown back in March, right like it was kind of to at least for me it seemed really sudden
1: um, yeah like didn't feel real cuz i remember hearing about it i'm like dude it's the flu like nothing's going to happen yep. and then all of a sudden everything got shut down and we were like whoa yeah that is really not quick. what we thought yeah
2: Man. <sighs> okay well i i think we need to stop talking about <laughs> depressing Some stuff, stuff. Uh, right and i mean it stinks, but there's the only thing we can do as a community is just go forward, and look for the next opportunity right exactly. so and that's I mean that's what's cool about wrestlers is that we um we're good about that we're good about like hey, if something doesn't go our way, we can just pick ourselves right back up and just get back to it um, you know that's that's the whole part of, of wrestling right it's losing so yeah. um, man, what about? Beat the Streets. So recently, you competed uh, at the Beat the Streets fundraiser events. Uh, talk about your build-up for that event. Um, what it was like having uh, Kanchi Kashvili as an opponent, and and your takeaways from the event. You
1: no, know, in hindsight, my body wasn't where I needed to be. You know, I wasn't in I wasn't in the right I wasn't at the right weight. I wasn't in good enough shape. I was I just wasn't prepared enough. You know, what I mean, and that's not an excuse to say. I guess I'm taking accountability for it. You know what I mean? So overall I wasn't, it wasn't like I wrestled poorly, but it was like everything else leading up to it was poor. You know what I mean? I just, there were some things I was dealing with coming off the of quarantine and, you know, just injuries and stuff. And I just, I had to be, I, I I wasn't where I needed to be, you know what I mean? And obviously with an opportunity like that, you can't not take the match either. So I, I knew what I, I knew what I was dealing with and I knew, that he was going to be really tough and he was going to be really smart and skilled. And I just, I wasn't sharp, you know what I mean? And he had me that day and you know, there's no excuse for it. I just, I needed, I needed to be better. Right. And I, I needed that, you know what I mean? Because there's a difference between practice and matches. doesn't matter how hard you in practice. It's different. And you know, I needed that match. I think after I lost to Kinjigajili, I had some really good training and still am, you know what I mean? I think, it caused a big upward spiral for me. You know what I mean? I just, I think sometimes when you get out of that competi- competitive mode and that competitive mindset, it can, not like it makes you lazy, but it takes your edge away a little bit. And I think I needed that. You know what I mean? So moving forward, you know, it's a, it was a good lesson for me. It was something that I had never dealt with before. You know what I mean? I had been injured, but I had never been forced to do nothing before. You know, I mean, there's a period of time where it's like, what are we going to do? So I think that, you know, it was a good experience for him.
0: That makes sense. Mm. Um, so let's let's backtrack to the beginning of how that match came up. Did, did he reach out to you or did you reach out to him or was it like Flo setting it up from both of you guys?
1: So I think the original, I don't even know how true this is, but I remember getting a call maybe – four weeks before the match and Mike was like, hey, would you wrestle Sebastian Rivera at Beat the Streets? Ooh. That and, I, and I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. I remember getting the call like 930 at night, which must have mean he literally just got off the phone with whoever called him. And then the following weekend, so maybe five to ten, five or, I don't know, a couple of days later, I got a call again from my dad actually. He was like, hey, Vladimir really is in the United States. Like, let's try to wrestle him. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, definitely. That guy's an Olympic champ, right? So that was kind of, like, the progression. And then all of a sudden, it went from Rivera to Kinchikajila. And I don't know, for me, I wasn't like I had a preference of one guy over the other. But I figured just because he's an American, I was going to have more opportunities to wrestle Rivera. And with Kinchikajila, it's like I might literally never wrestle this guy again. He might... I don't know, maybe not until the Olympics, it's a really important feel for me to get because he's just not as accessible. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was really excited to wrestle Conchigli. I He was one of those guys who I remember thinking he was really good when I was younger. And it was, it was I knew it would be a good opportunity for me because he's, he's very skilled and he's tricky. And that's kind of, I guess, what I would be known for, right? More than my strength or my speed. So I thought it would be a good test to see how skilled, how tricky am I actually.
2: Man. Well, was, was Rivera locked in? Um, and then like they- I
1: got on. Yeah, there's a, there was a lot of. So, the one thing I appreciate about my coaches is they do a lot of that stuff for me. I just kind of tell them, yeah, I'll wrestle that guy. So, it was like one day Mike called me and said, hey, you're going to wrestle Rivera? Are you cool with that? And I was like, yes. And then maybe a week later, it was like, all right, Rivera's out. We're going to get Ch- in Chickasville. And I was just like, I'm also cool with that. <laughs> so, awesome. you know, I'm sure that they do a lot of dealing and talking with Beat the Streets and Flow and, you know, they just kind of check in with me. Hey, you good with this day? T- you good with this weight? You good with this time? All that stuff. And, you know, I'm a big I'm a big yes, man. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you ever turned down a card or a match or something like that?
1: Um, The only one that I can think off the top of my head is this Flow eight man thing. Mm-hmm. and honestly it was because I was like I'm not doing that I'm getting ready for the world championships <laughs> and then they cancelled this but at the same time you know I think in that group it's a lot of guys who I've wrestled before and I'm going to be wrestling in this RTC cup so you know filling fill in my time with matches that way and hopefully hopefully knock on wood maybe USA Wrestling will let us wrestle in this international individual cup or whatever they're calling this tournament now, which would be really big for me. So yeah,
2: I'm, I'm hoping just, to fill that time. Yeah, I, you, just, you just touched on a lot of different things there. So um, there's the RTC Cup coming up, and I'd love for you to talk about that. But um, also, you know, talk about the, the news of having a world championship. It's going to happen. And then almost as soon as the news comes out team USA decides not to send a team what was that like for you and um and a lot of your teammates right I mean Vito's right there Dean is right there um Henderson's right there like you guys have a, a really really stacked lineup as far as an international squad goes um what was that like for you guys
1: yeah I mean there were there were mixed feelings I think some of us were kind of like ah, oh, you know it's not going to happen they're not going to send a team and they were probably the smarter of us. So I was, I was frustrated, you know, and I think part of it was just, you know, maybe a lack of information on my end. Just some things that got talked about that I didn't know about. Because, so to my understanding, it was just, all right, we're going to give these athletes surveys and whatever these surveys say will be the strongest indicator if we send a team. And that was kind of the last thing that I had heard. And then we weren't sending a team and I was just like, why are all these people saying no? Like, if you don't want to wrestle, you don't have to wrestle. And I will just go wrestle. You know what I mean? I'm sure you can find yeah. one guy in each weight class you want to wrestle. And then, you know, I had people reach out to me and just kind of tell me more things that got brought up in that decision that I guess helped clear it up a little bit. So, you know, like, I don't know, no one's fault. I think maybe I just, you know, needed to gather more information on my end. But in general, you know, I think we all were ready to go. We all wanted to go. You know, it just didn't work out in our favor.
2: Yanni, do you know why this kind of decision is made by the organization as a whole and not by the individual athletes?
1: You know, I think that it's the same reason that we have governments make the laws and not the people, where it's, you know, I think, and maybe I am wrong or right for thinking this, but we would act selfishly. The guys who would want to go would push hard to go and the guys who didn't want to go would push hard not to go right so i think that when you have a governing body most of the time if not all the time they're trying to look at the majority and kind of favor that right because in the end you can only cater to so many people and on top of that you know i think that usa wrestling faces a different level of you know heat and scrutiny than maybe i would for deciding to go to a tournament you know i mean i might have 10 people who call me names on Twitter for wrestling overseas during a COVID outbreak, but USA wrestling, depending on what happens, could suffer maybe some greater consequences, right? So I get why they, why they have more autonomy than the athlete.
0: Mm. And that makes sense. Um, but I bet that was a really a tough thing to take when they announced um, that it was canceled. What, what was going through your mind then? And then compare to that with the NCAAs getting canceled these last last two years?
1: I mean, you know, for me, I think it was a little bit different because this was the first time of those three, I guess, cancellations that I was emotionally invested in the event. I think the NCAA tournament, obviously, I wanted my friends to do really well. But it was different because I wasn't preparing for it. So it was more like... I I had I sympathize with them, you know what I mean? And I, I get how that would feel if that was me, but it, it wasn't, right? And then when you look at this NCAA tournament, I guess that I hadn't lost anything, really. I felt terrible for my friends. And obviously, you know, there's guys who lost way more than I lose missing the world championships that weren't mm-hmm. going to happen. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I got it worse. You know what I mean? I think a, a lot of people had it a lot worse off than I did, but I guess the difference... For me, selfishly, is that the world championships, I was really emotionally invested in it. I really wanted to go, and I was was excited to get to have a chance to compete. You know, I mean, it had been a while since I had wrestled, and I wasn't really happy with the Beat the Streets match, so I was kind of looking for maybe a chance at, you know, seeing where I was at again. But, you know, things don't always go how you want, right? You can't ever dwell on those. You got to just kind of take it on the chin and keep moving forward.
2: For sure, Yanni. Tell us about this RTC Cup. What what's the format going to be? I honestly don't really know anything about it.
1: So there's six teams. I think there's six teams, and to my understanding it's gonna be a two day event. You know, split them into two pools, wrestle them out, crossover, whole deal, and you know, I I think the teams right now, it looks like it's gonna be us. Wolfpack, RTC, New Jersey, Ohio State, um, Minnesota, and there's one other team that I'm blank on, and Michigan, and Michigan, mm. and, uh, they're going to break the teams up somehow into two groups, probably, and wrestle it out, I'm really excited for it, you know, I think there's never been something like this before, but people generally have wanted it,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, it helps when we have a good team, <laughs> you right. know, yeah. it's easier to get excited when you're like, Hey, we might win this thing. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm excited to have another chance to wrestle again. And, you know, I'm excited to be in a dual meet setting. You know, I mean, I've been wrestling for myself for so long. The Last time I wrestled for a team was some was, I don't know, a dual meet in February of 2019. So it's been a while. So I'm excited to just be a part of a team again
2: it's, it's going to be a really, I mean, like you said, this is a really cool idea that no one's ever really done before, but we've all kind of wanted for a very long time.
1: But yeah, it's, exactly. It's cool
2: Cause now it's, now it's, um, I think it's actually adding a little bit more of a, a team aspect to, you know, team USA. Right. Cause we, I know that for me, I look at wrestlers and I don't see them as part of their wrestling club, more as a part of like the, the collective pool of team USA athletes. Right. Yeah. Um, well, whereas this, this actually can add a little bit more of like a fan aspect to senior level wrestling. Right now, if I really, you know, if I'm a fan of the Spartan, uh, Spartan combat wrestling club, right now, I can watch my team, you know, be a fan of my team, go and compete against other, you know, team USA teams. So I think it's very, very cool.
1: I've always been a fan of dual meets because I think, well, for two reasons. So for one. I think that dual meets are easier to bring in new fans, and here's why. So you might not be a wrestling fan. You might not know a single thing about wrestling. You might not know who Sammy Stasso is or Anthony Ecomendia. but you might be an Ohio State fan. You're like, all right, I'll watch Ohio State wrestle today. Or you might be, a, you might not know who, me, who I am or Kyle Dick is or who Vito or Max or whoever is, but you like Cornell. So now it's like a way I can bring in some – 20 year old kid who just happens to be from Ithaca and he's like, Oh, Cornell's on TV. Like, I'll watch those guys wrestle. Right. And because of that, I think it's an easier way to gather fans and it's it's I think a better format because in the end, people like team victories and they like madness, right? And it's hard for me to give you the team dynamic at the NCAA tournament because sometimes that gets decided before the finals even happen, right right but with this way it's like all right spartan rtc's wrestling michigan you know cliff King wrestling club in the finals we don't know who's gonna win we didn't know who was gonna win before this match in the next six matches we will know who the best rtc in the country is and that's exciting you know what i mean because now every every match means something and every guy's landing out on the line so i think it's really exciting and i think it's a Really good way to get people who maybe aren't as interested in wrestling more involved, which I appreciate.
0: So, do you think that the two hundred thousand dollars is enough incentive for teams to send their best lineups? Because I feel like I feel like teams will hold back a lot of their best guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, two hundred thousand is enough for our team to send our best guys. At least. <laughs> you know, we are we are sending. We're pulling out the guns. You know, what I mean, so I I can't speak on behalf of other teams, but we we are we're sending our good guys, you know, where we're trying to go out there and win the tournament. And yeah. I think that's, you know, twofold because our guys want to wrestle, you know, it, ha- it works out that, you know, Gabe and Vito and Kyle and Scotty B want to get more matches in. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: on top of that, you know, I think it's definitely a big incentive. If we want to take that, that first place home.
2: Yeah, Johnny, sure. what do you think about the, individual ncaa tournament versus the team dual tournament argument
1: i think the individual ncaa tournament is amazing i think it's super cool but i think a team tournament is a better way to determine the best team and i think it's probably like i said kind of the same line for the rtc cup probably more exciting to the general person because okay if you're watching it's the same thing right like someone can call me and be like, Hey, when do you wrestle this weekend? And then I tell them sometime this weekend. Right. But if it's the dual meet championships, they can be like, when do you wrestle this weekend? I'll say, all right, our first two matches are at 10 and four tune in at 10 o'clock. You're going to watch Cornell wrestling on ESPN or whatever. And I think that's powerful, right? Because now it's like, it's the same argument. People don't know who I am, but they know what Cornell is. People don't know who Dayton Fix is, but they know what Oklahoma State is. You know what I mean? And I think because of that, it's a really good way to sell wrestling. And I just think dual meets are so fun. They're just, you, like, they really are. just like, there's a lot of madness going on. I really like it.
2: Mm, so would you prefer, do you, do you think that this is something that we should consider? Like actually... Pursuing an NCAA dual tournament instead of an NCAA individual tournament.
1: Oh, instead. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. here's where I'm at. So, I, I that's like a hard the individual. Question. I like the individual tournament. I think mostly because wrestling, I think at its core is an individual sport. You know, what I mean, it's in the end, like there's no one out there with you. It's just you. and You got your coaches in the corner, and that's it, right? Mm. But I think that if you wanted to determine the teams and I think that it solves a lot of the what if, like, oh, you know, these two never wrestled this year, or these teams never wrestled this year. I think that the dual me tournament here's what I'll say. Selfishly, I like the individual tournament better. But I think the dual meet tournament is probably a more exciting format if you want to draw fans in. Mm-hmm. But the individual wrestling tournament is probably the single greatest production that I've ever seen in person for wrestling. So it's yeah, like, it's tough to that beat that.
0: Yeah. Um, so what do you think about this? You know, we got, you got the tournament setting, you got the dual format. What about this, this card UFC style lineup that we've been seeing a lot more mm. this summer? Do you think that's a good thing for wrestling and do you think it's been going well? Have you liked the matches? Maybe some thoughts on a couple of these cards.
1: Yeah, I really like it because it's shifting towards pay per view, right? And mm-hmm. if you look at it, that's what boxing does. It's what it, it, it's what you you know the UFC does, Bellator, all these fight all the, every other fighting league except wrestling does pay per view fights, right? And the only reason wrestling can't is for a while there probably wasn't enough money moving around, and on top of that, we have the world championships, right? And because of that, it's hard to es- establish a league because it doesn't really mean anything towards the ultimate goal, which is, you know, winning the Olympic Games. Right. But, you know, even just these little cards that we have started for now, I think is a really big step in the right direction because now you're you're starting to make wrestling pay-per-views and I think slowly that's going to add value to it, right? Because now you're starting to learn how much people are willing to pay for five matches. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, I mean, I think that, you know, some people definitely don't like that they have to pay. I think, I mean, I don't know. I've paid to watch wrestling my whole life. And I get that, you know, for some people it's harder than others. But I think it's a good way to get money in the sport and just, you know, you're going to keep guys' careers longer that way. And I think that overall it'll help develop it. You know, I mean, it's, it's maybe short-term it's a little tough, but I think long-term it's the right decision. mm
2: mm-hmm. It also might be good for keeping guys in the sport too, right? Like yeah. to avoid any early, uh, early, what, what do you say, resignations, early retirement? Yeah, well, I
1: mean, you look at a guy who's fifth or sixth on the ladder. He's probably not making a ton of money, but he's really good. People mm-hmm. would pay to watch him wrestle. So now you have all these cards and guys like that can get on a card, make some money and kind of keep him in the sport a little bit, make it a more financially stable career right and keep them keep them involved longer i think that the team important. usa
2: stipend it's only like top three right yeah top three. Oh man game, yeah oh
0: that's that's really slim isn't it?
2: right especially yeah. like you know you got ncaa champions who aren't making that top three you have like incredible wrestlers who right. are just you know it's yeah you know, just,
1: i mean can't pop through the year that I wrestled at the World Trials, so obviously this past year didn't happen, but the, the 2019
0: mm-hmm.
1: like national team, it was me, Zayn, and Molinaro. It's like Jordan Oliver, he's so good. Like, he wasn't national team. It's so, like he wasn't getting that support. <laughs> and like obviously Jordan will be fine because he's super popular, but that's just an example of someone who's really good who maybe if they were less popular wouldn't be getting that same level of support. Right. But stuff like this, I mean... It's different. You know, I mean obviously Jordan Oliver is super good, but stuff like that'll keep guys who maybe are really good and aren't on the national team involved longer.
0: For sure. Um, I think I think that's a big point of it that will keep guys in it. Another cool thing about it that UFC and boxing really doesn't have is guys can wrestle every month or even more than that. Um but in MMA Yeah, like you're
1: not getting your face like busted open.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm. So we can do more of these cards um, and people can wrestle and get more money than they normally ever can from, um, you know, their RTC or something, but you can make $20,000 if you go win on event. Yeah,
1: you can wrestle as much or as little as you want. You could be doing the RTC Cup, the eight-man, you know, the Spartan RTC event in January, and then one other thing, right in a row, make a bunch of money. Right or you could go to one of them and just keep training. It just gives guys more freedom to kind of control when they compete. Mm.
0: So um, are you, uh, so now that the world is canceled, which I think I kind of want to touch on a little bit more because there was um, there, there's that open tournament that they're talking about having and still same dates in Serbia. Um, have you heard about that? What, what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, it's the same situation. I would love to go but it's like if USA wrestling didn't want to send a team to the world championships, are they going to release athletes for this turn? So I'd love to go, but it's kind of the same thing. They're, they're under a lot of pressure and, you know, it's tough for them to clear guys. So I get it, but I mean, obviously it's a really good opportunity for the guys who get to go.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but so now that, now that that's probably off the table, um, you, are you looking to get in any of these cards? Obviously, I'm sure you're wrestling the RTC duels. Um, are there any other cards you want to you wanna try to get on looking forward um, or just keep training for, for the rest of your goals?
1: So first week of January, supposedly, the Spartan RTC is having our own event. That is so cool. And we're working on bringing – I don't want to name names in case it falls through, but we're working on bringing in some really high-level guys to wrestle our guys, so – it has the potential to become a really great event, and you know I think at the minimum it'll be it'll be really good domestic wrestling. So, I mean we're we've already been planning and setting up matches. So, you know, come New Year's Day, maybe the day after, we're gonna have some really good stuff.
2: This is I awesome. Sure, like honestly, like the Rockfin card like style. I don't know. It's it's so accessible to college programs and, and wrestling clubs, right? Yeah. Like, you know. Tar Heel Wrestling Club is doing one now, and with that, Penn State and Hawkeye Wrestling Club, and now you know. Hopefully, the the Spartan Combat Wrestling Club. Like this is, this is happening, and uh, I don't know. It's just it's very accessible. It's really cool to watch this transitional period because that's kind of what this is. This is, um, I I have a feeling that this style of card is just going to change the sport of wrestling, uh, you know, going forward. So, you very well could. I don't
1: know. All it took was a pandemic to keep guys from wrestling. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then it's they weird. can start hopping on cards.
2: Exactly.
1: <sighs> because normally, right, there's too many important things going on Dave,
0: Schultz. to have
1: these cards. But right now, when there's nothing, guys are kind of taking what they can get, and making these cards out of it.
0: Right. Exactly.
2: Mm. All right. Sam, is there anything else you'd like to touch on? Yanni?
0: I think that, that about does it. Uh, I think we covered just about everything and, and got a lot of really good insight. Yanni, I appreciate you jumping on today. It's always
2: good having you back on the show.
1: Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. You guys ask a lot of good stuff. Oh,
2: thanks. <laughs> That's our job, right? That's what yeah. we got to do. Um, oh, yeah. Sam, you know what we should probably talk about? What's that? Buying Home Ad Advantage merch. Because guess what? It's the holiday season, whether you like it or not. Whether you, Yanni, when you put up the Christmas tree in your house,
1: usually once we get a good amount of snow, which for us comes like right after Thanksgiving, <laughs> All right. and this is a new tradition that Mike Gray has gotten me and Vito on is we go out with him and his wife and now Declan their son, and we go out to this like tree like Christmas tree farm, and we find a tree that we like and go and saw it down and then take it home and put it up in our living room. So good little oh. tradition there that we've got going. So. Probably after Thanksgiving, we'll get a good tree.
2: Nice. Sam, how about you? Um, I
0: would be putting it up as soon as possible if it were my household, but it's not. You
1: put
2: it up after Halloween, don't you? <laughs> you, you no. no, I
0: totally would. I totally would. Um, but my mom is big on the Thanksgiving thing, so mm. we have to wait until after Thanksgiving.
2: Mm. Well,
0: once it gets pushed back after that, we normally like forget to get it, and then it's like December 22nd that we end up putting it up, so...
2: You know what's great it's stocking kind of stuffers? Dude, great stocking stuffers, great gifts, home at advantage merch. We got socks, we got crudies, we got <laughs> crudies, necks, hoodies, hats, shirts, stickers. Soft. Bro, it, there's so much. So if you guys are interested in supporting us, our podcast, um, please consider going to slash shop. Impressive plug, dude. I know. I'm on you're, it. I've said it a lot. That.
1: I'm flowed <laughs> right into that.
2: I know I'm good, <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's all I have to say. Um, all right, so
0: I think that just about does it again, thank you guys both for for jumping on here, and I hope it was a a good episode, I think it was, and and we'll get this up as soon as possible. I think it's awesome, but um it's good to have you back on yanni we'll have to we'll have to do this another time, hopefully not after bad news, like the last two.
1: Jeez. yeah, hopefully it's something good to talk about,
0: yeah <laughs> all right, well, until next time, guys.